This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to AHP. Thank you for joining me. I do really, really appreciate everyone that listens to this show. So thank you. Thank you very much. Of course, want to give a big shout out to all my Patreon supporters. For as little as a dollar, you can help out, support the show at patreon.com forward slash AHP. Just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to my Patreon supporters, uh, guys that you know put their money where their mouth is, so to speak, and support the show. Of course, it's always appreciated. So I'm just going to go through a few of them now. Of course, one of my uh, long-time listeners, Brad. Thank you very much, Brad. It's always appreciated. I've also got another Brad as well. Uh, There's a couple of Brads that actually support me on Patreon. Uh, Corey, Mickey, Bongo, Andy, Thomas, Chris, Aaron, Frank, Andrew, Cameron, Brendan, Julian, Glenn, another Cameron, another Aaron, Marty, Justin, Philip, Luke, Cam, Campbell, Benjamin, Firearms Owners United, which is fantastic, and also Michael, who does a fantastic job uh, helping me out on the Facebook page. just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to all my Patreon supporters that listen to and support the show. I haven't been doing much hunting over the last month or so, but on my last trip, I had pretty good success uh, on the deer. It was really, really exciting stuff, you know, spending time with friends and family. So I hope you guys have been out there doing the exact same thing. I do have a trip coming up uh, just before the long weekend in October uh, towards the end of the deer season here in New South Wales. Then November, we're probably going on our annual pilgrimage, the duck shooting trip, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a bit of a problem this year. As you know, there's a drought. A lot of farmers are doing it tough. Water is going to be expensive. So unless something happens in the next four to six weeks, I doubt we'll be seeing much shooting on the rice this year. But of course, we still like to go down there. There's still opportunities to go spotlighting. I want to do some more rabbit shooting this year, more rabbit sniping with the 243. Uh, I've been testing out some new loads. Uh, for the 243 ticker, uh, they basically Sierra 70 grain Blitz Kings um, because the 85 grain hollow point boat tail is an absolutely fantastic round. But I noticed uh, because it's a Game King, I think it did go through them and didn't cause you know not much destruction, so to speak. But you obviously want a good hit, and that's where those Blitz Kings on those small, thin skinned varmints actually comes into its own. So I'm going to try out those 70 grain Blitz Kings and see how they go as well uh, and just leave the 85 grain Sierra hollow point boat tails uh, for the standard ticker T3 super light which I take out fox shooting uh, and shooting things like that so today's show I'm talking with uh, Catherine Trevelyan Uh, she's an everyday hunter she's female she's from South Australia she loves to go hunting and it's absolutely fantastic to see more females uh, in the sport uh, of hunting shooting and fishing Catherine Trevelyan welcome to AHP thank you for joining me I do appreciate it cool Hi. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. This is our Everyday Hunter series where we have a chat to people talking about you know, why they like to hunt and shoot and potentially a bit of fishing. Some people do all three, some just do one. But uh, tell us about yourself. I guess do you hunt, shoot, fish, and uh, how you got into that? Um, well, I am 28 from South Australia, and um, I'm a bow hunter. Um, oh, and I do bow fishing as well. But I guess the way I got into it was after I left school, um, there was a group of us mates from school who uh, were just, you know, looking for something to do. And then um, we all just ended up going 
spotlighting every weekend and oh it was just so much fun it was great but then uh, I wasn't really much of a challenge so I picked up a bow which I had always wanted to do since I was a kid and yeah I kind of just went from there with my bow hunting what's it like uh hunting and sort of and all those sort of things in South Australia are there good opportunities to to get around there and hunt and shoot <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so you can't hunt on pri- uh, public land out here. Um, Which you, gotta, sucks. you have to know. Yes, it does suck. You have to know property owners. And uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Interesting. What about uh, your, I'm not sure if you've got, you know, brothers or sisters or mum and dad. Were they, you know, big on hunting in the outdoors when you were growing up or? No, nah, I grew up on a farm. Um, but I was kind of just by myself the whole time, so yeah, I don't know. My uh, yeah, so it was a pig farm, and my dad, well, he had a twenty-two, but it was only for you know pest control and you know putting down pigs if they needed it. And I've got a brother, but he's more into computer games, so that's oh. about it. Just I kind of just popped out of nowhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> Interesting. What were you? Oh, you said you had a farm. Was that uh, farming? Was it just a, a you know, lifestyle block or was there something you did on the farm or anything like that? Um, no, a pig farm. So my dad had one of the, well, back in the day, it was like state-of-the-art piggery, like ahead of its time and all that. And then I planted 28,000 olive trees before school every morning when I was younger. Really? So right. then we had, um, we were well, my dad was one of the best olive oil producers in the country as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Is he still doing that now or no? No, he's just retired and he's leasing the, uh, the land out now. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, and you said you were into bow hunting. What do you like about bow hunting? What got you into that? So when I was a kid, um, I used to watch Robin Hood over and over and over and over and over because it was just awesome. <laughs> and, um, um, yeah, anyway, so... Then I got the bow and it's just, oh, it's just good. And then I like being out in, you know, nature and stuff. And I like the idea of, um, you know, like you respect the animals more if you're getting, you're spending so much time getting closer to them and um, trying to think about how they're thinking, trying to, like when you're trying to hunt them. Because, like, I don't know, so with rifle shooting or well, hunting, I've done it before, but, like, you kind of go along, you see an animal and you're like, oh, yeah, I can hit that. It's more of a target rather than an animal. So, I, yeah, I just find the respect part of it is a lot better for me. I like that. But obviously, you're shooting with a, a compound bow, not a recurve bow, like uh, if I'm correct, yeah. if my terminology here, from Robin yes. Hood. Who was Robin Hood? That was um, <laughs> that was Kevin Costner, the one I keep thinking of, the funny one. What was that? Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Do you remember that, yeah, one? that one? with with no. Car- <laughs> With, with uh, Carrie Elways, yeah. he was. That was his name. Um, that was hilarious. Oh. That, that, I, I think that was better than Robin Hood. Have you seen that one? It's great. Well, the, the Men in Tights one? Yeah, or like- <laughs> yeah the Men in Tights <laughs> one. I saw it once when I was little. But uh, no, I was talking about the uh, Disney one. <laughs> oh, Disney! Oh, the, I'm, I'm the, thinking the of the <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of the Kevin Costner version. That's how old I am. Unbelievable. Oh. Well, Unbelievable. I, I also used to like the Earl Flynn one, so that's really old. My grandparents had it. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, what what sort of bow do you like to hunt with? I mean, is that uh, something specific to you, or give us a bit of a rundown of that? Well, I have a Bowtech Carbon Rose, and it's a 
50 pound draw weight. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. The Australian Hunting Podcast is the only hunting, shooting, and fishing podcast radio show in Australia. With over 40,000 downloads per month, you are sure to find some information that can help you. If you love hunting, shooting, fishing, and a little bit of politics, the Australian Hunting Podcast has you covered. To listen, check us out on iTunes and visit australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure? At Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories, and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au Quality gear at affordable prices. Tell us about what you've been shooting with it how and how successful have you been with bow hunting. I speak to a lot of different people and uh, definitely got a lot of respect for people that go bow hunting, especially when it comes to stalking. You know, I went to, for example, just a very quick story, I went to like a, a property probably about two months ago and I saw some deer and I was under this tree and I thought it's the perfect spot. You know, it's dark, no one can see me. They were about 100 metres away and I was already sort of sitting you know, on my bum, all I had to do was roll forward because my gun was sitting on the ground on the bipod. And they sort of, they knew I was there. They started to not run, but they sort of spooked off a little bit and were looking around going, what's going on? And that's why I've got a lot of respect for bow hunters that are able to, you know, get in really close to game. I think it's a definite skill. How have you developed sort of that skill getting into bow hunting? Ah, well, um, I kind of just try to get close to things without them seeing me or like sensing that I'm there. Um, yeah, so I the first thing I shot was with my first bow, uh, which is now my fishing bow, but um, it was a little rabbit and uh, I crept around. I got to like a metre away from it and then shot it. And Well, I actually hit it, which was pretty cool. I like shooting things as close as I possibly can. Like sometimes I get so close I could actually jump on the thing, but mm. I kind of freak out and then don't jump on it. But. I think it all depends sometimes as well on sometimes where I've shot in, in New South Wales we can hunt in state forests so the game's a lot more uh, spooked to what's going on yeah. around it compared to some private land hunting where I can almost I've been on some private land where I you know I can almost walk up to the goats and they're like meh looking at you <laughs> you know I can just hey what's going on just shake his hand that's how close yeah. they get but um, I guess it depends on what sort of game and, and whereabouts you're actually conducting those hunting activities. Yeah, for sure. Tell us some pros about being a female person that uh, hunts and shoots. Oh, well, pros. Uh, and, everyone and wants to hunts. give you tips. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to give you tips. So that's pretty cool. You pick up on all these little bits of knowledge everywhere, which is how I've actually come to be or do anything because I always do everything by myself. So everyone just giving me little tips has helped me along the way. And yeah, that's pretty good. Um, did you say and cons as well? Yeah, I was going to say, what. Are, that's my next question, actually. What are some cons oh. being a female hunter and shooter? Well, I guess, well, it's not really like ever happened to me, but I always have this fear in the back of my head that no one's going to take me seriously just because I'm a girl. That's about it, I guess. Really? What about, you know, you go to the range, how have other people... Obviously, this is quite a male-dominated sport. How have they been when you've been out at the range, for an example? Have they been helpful? What about other people on social media from within the industry? I've never been to a range. I only just joined an archery club this year, but they're all really helpful and 
they're great. There's lo- all the old, all the old guys there are really helpful and yeah, no, I like them. So I kind of see them all like fathers, and I guess they see me as daughter that actually wants to listen. So <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yeah, and social media. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's pretty helpful, I guess. What about your girlfriends when you first told them? Or obviously you've been, probably been hunting for a while now and you've made friends and they, they might be friends with you on Facebook and they start to see these goats and the animals you've shot, what's there? What do they say to you normally when uh, they don't want to know about it? Or <laughs> So um, most of my friends are like really soft. <laughs> so they're, uh, yeah, mostly they don't want to know about it. Like one of my really good friends, her favorite animal is a goat. So <laughs> right. um, yeah, I'll go to mention how I've been goat hunting on the weekend <laughs> and all excited about something. And then she'll kind of just shut off, shut off or just go oh, like, oh, not the poor goat. <laughs> so, is she friends but, with you on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. She what is. does she do she when is. she sees photos <laughs> that you post up? Does she say anything? No, nah, she doesn't. She, she keeps her mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you known her for? Is she a long-time friend or? Yeah, since since we were like 10 or something. So <laughs> Yeah, right. What about when, you know, obviously you've been, you know, obviously employed. You said you're 28 and people, do you go out of your way to tell people you go hunting or it's something you try and keep, you know, to yourself? A lot of people do different things. I've actually never been employed. Um, <laughs> sounds real bad. But no, I... All right, I terminate the business. show. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, I'm a music teacher, and, like a classical music teacher, and it, so I'm just around kids most of the day. And if I just go up to a kid and say, "Hi, I shoot fluffy animals," then I don't <laughs> think it's going to go so well. That's not going to go. But sometimes, so well. yeah, no, sometimes they will um, say something where I can give them a bit of information or tips or something like I had one girl talking about um she obviously had just learned about um hunting rhinos in Africa or something right yep and how she she just had this she just like hunting is bad is like what she said and then I explained to her you know how it all works and stuff and then she was much more accepting of it all and she goes oh actually I think hunting's good now (laughs) but poaching's bad and I was like yeah have that opinion. <laughs> what about um, boyfriends you may have had, partners? Are they Were they into uh, shooting or not really? And if they weren't, what was their reactions when you sort of said, well, you know, I'm a female that likes to go bow hunting? <laughs> well, um, I had a boyfriend for quite a long time and I kind of did all of that with him as well. Well, not so much the bow hunting. He wasn't interested. But I did the spotlighting and stuff with him. Um, so that was fine. I think he was a bit uh, jealous or whatever of me when I started um, getting more into bow hunting and doing all right with it, which is quite funny. But <laughs> It's interesting. Um, you hear that a lot, don't you? I hear this a lot where, you know, some, some guys, they really want to, if they're not currently in a relationship, they really want to meet a woman. They go, it'd be great to find a woman that either bow hunts or, or whatever it is they're into, shooting, to going to the range. But then I see there's, and this goes for some, I've heard this from some females too, and then the, some of the other ones go, hell no, I don't want my mm-hmm. wife and girlfriend coming. This is like the man's times. So it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, no. When I talk to guys now, obviously, oh, some of them are like terrified of me, and they actually even look scared. <laughs> so so well, weird. Yeah, isn't I'll it? just avoid them, and then other ones. Yeah, yeah. they you, get. You don't want to be dating excited. those ones. They're probably little sissies. You don't want to date them. Yeah, 
Nah, not in a man. <laughs> no, not a girl. <laughs> but <laughs> oh dear. But um, yeah, you know, you get some who are like weirdly obsessed with you after you mention it. <laughs> That's not so good either. <laughs> oh, if they're into hunting, that might not be such of a problem. Mm, I guess. Yeah, I guess but, so. <laughs> um, what about non-hunting related activities? Do you ever get down to the range or anything like that? Do you shoot clay targets? Do you have any pistols? Are you any plans there or? No, I well, I just. Join the archery club and that's about it. I just, I don't know, I, I find just shooting targets isn't very fun. I think because I'm not like a shooter, I'm more of a hunter, like the stalking part of it and just being out there and experiencing everything that's that you do when hunting that's not just the shooting part of it. Yeah. So. How do you yeah. find that stalking on the bow hunting aspect, uh, getting in close? Is that, a, is that a good thing? Is it a good feeling? Because, you know, every time oh. I hunt somewhere, they just, deer just, if I'm hunting deer, I might be moving through super slow, like super slow, and then they just go, Ooh, and they look over their mm-hmm. shoulder, staring straight at me. So I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I just, I kind of switch off anything else in the world, and it's just me and what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, I just tell myself I've got all the time in the world and, oh, it's just good. Like I really just feed off that adrenaline and, oh, it's just great. I love the feeling. What about the 50-pound, you said draw weight, how does that work for you? Is that a, is that perfect for you and has that been fitted to you? Oh, yeah, no, that's pretty good. I, I don't think I'd want to go more because I reckon it will, like, destroy my shoulder. Um, I don't want to go less because I'll oh, oh, – Pride, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Too much pride, you don't want a, a lower draw uh, draw weight bow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I can pull this back, no problem. So, <laughs> yeah. not going to lessen it. What's um? You said you you did a bit from our previous conversation before the show. You said you did a bit of uh, a bit of shooting as well. You got your firearms license. Do you own any types of uh, firearms? I have a little twenty-two. <laughs> nice. What is it? Tell us about the twenty-two. Oh. It's- CZ, um, I like it. It shoots well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you shoot with it? You rabbits? What's your, your fun? Yeah, is it just, just your go-to? Just rabbits. Oh, oh, this is a safe place. I shot a cat. It was great. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's no, pretty much it, just bunnies and stuff. Yeah, one of my friends actually does uh, helps me out with the show. He appears on this show as well from time to time. Yeah, always seems to see cats. Always, I did see one in the bush, but a couple of times I've seen them. Haven't had any much luck of uh, shooting them because often they either go back down the hole where they come from or into a big thicket bush, maybe where they've got their little uh, hole they're going into. I just never have any luck. Yet he seems to just walk up on them and not just walk up on them. They're actually sometimes he'll be sitting and waiting for deer, just scoping a few things out to see what's happening. And then cats just walk towards him for some reason, obviously not seeing him. I'm like, how does this happen to you all the time? Why? Why can't I shoot one? (laughs) What do you do? I guess. But, um, do you have any plans to uh, buy any further firearms? If so, what would you like to buy? This is always a good question because, you know, we all, we all like to buy (laughs) new firearms and bows and, Hunting equipment? I don't know how far this question is going to go for me. Um, so, well, I don't really have anywhere to hunt where I could use a rifle, apart from just on the farm I grew up on. But that's just a twenty-two. That's it. But yeah, anything bigger, I I don't need. So I haven't gotten anything. Wow, interesting. 
yeah. definitely very interesting. It's not off. I definitely wouldn't say no, <laughs> but yeah, I don't need it. So I've got priorities. Like it's not at the top of the list. Buying a house and that sort of thing would probably be at the top of the list, or new I car. Just, I just built a house. So. Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm poor. So poor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you can't get any more guns. You just bought a house, which yeah. makes total sense. <laughs> yep. Makes total sense. Um, what What other animal? What animals have you currently? I guess in your you know bow hunting and hunting career, what's some mm-hmm. of the animals you've taken since you've uh, got into this wonderful uh, sport? Oh, not that many. Um, rabbits, hares, foxes, goats, carp. The cat. Going on to that, what do you? What other animals do you want to get up into the future? Deer. My, I told myself this year was my year for a deer, but I missed the rut and, oh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. What's the What's the deer hunting like in South Australia? Do you have a, or do you know if you got? I'm not familiar, obviously, with South Australia too much in regards to their deer populations. But is there good amounts of deer down there, and a lot of places to go if you've got access to private land? There's loads of deer. And, yeah, you have to have access, but people kind of keep really quiet about it because, obviously, they don't want other people around. And, yeah, I don't really have access to anywhere. There were deer on the property I grew up on, just some fallow, but they don't come there that often There's every now and then. There was one time, <laughs> I think it was last year, there was this fallow buck. This was just after the rut, and he still had his... He still had his antlers and he was just hanging out in the olive grove and I saw him like at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, there's deer here. So I didn't have anything with me. Um, and then the next day I came back with my bow and uh, I watched him for a couple of days and then I'm like, all right, today is the day. And I was walking around looking for him and I couldn't find him and um, I was just kind of lost hope a little bit and just walking back and he came he was there, but he was a couple of hours late. And I just decided, oh, I'll just look under the rose and see if I can see anything. And then about five metres away from me, just in the next row, he was doing the same, looking at me. <laughs> I was like, really? oh, damn it, there goes my chance. <laughs> and then um, then I realised I can't hunt deer in an olive grove because if they're sitting down, that they're going to see me sneak up on them before I see them. And if they're standing, I can't shoot them unless I'm in the same row as them and I'll know if I'm there. So it's just... Mm. Well, there's yeah. a definite reason to to get a firearm so you can, uh, <laughs> you know, be so much easier, so much easier, it I think. It would be. Yeah. Just stand at the end and I'm shoot them. I'm thinking I can't shoot them with a rifle sometimes, even though I've had a, a bit more luck recently. Initially, the first couple of years, I was like, mm-hmm. well, why would I get a bow? I can't even shoot these things. So um, <laughs> maybe maybe there's an opportunity there. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Next question. What is about what is it about hunting that keeps you coming back? I mean, generally, you know, like I said before, it's a bit male dominated. Sure, a lot more women are getting into it, you know, these days, which is absolutely fantastic. But what is it for you? What do you enjoy about it so much? I kind of I don't really care what other people do. I just do my own thing and this yeah, so I guess this is just like it's just so cool. Like you get to be out in nature and just I don't want to sound like a hippie or anything, but like it feels really good being out there. And then uh, I just like, yeah, I just like the stalking of the animal, like stalking the animal. Like you are trying to outdo the animal in its natural environment and, oh, it's just so good. And then um, 
I don't know. It's like the whole respect thing is really big for me, I guess. And then afterwards, then you've got like skins and stuff and meat and yeah, it's just good. What did uh, getting back to we're talking about like when your girlfriends found out you're hunting? What about your parents? What do they think about your hunting activities? <laughs> my parents. <laughs> um, so my dad is a very serious man, and <laughs> is he right? He, yeah, <laughs> he's just. Um, he doesn't say much of his like. He doesn't give his opinion very often. I think he, I think he was shocked, but thought it was all right. I remember I shot. Oh, the first rabbit I shot with my twenty-two. I was like, oh, I've got to skin this. And I'm going to cook it. And then, um, so I was like, oh, is, how do you do this again, Dad? Is it this? And then he, then I found out that my dad didn't know how to skin a rabbit. And I was, Oh, so shocked. <laughs> so, um, what, he wasn't much help, was he? Or no, nah, not, none at all. But, um, but yeah, so that was fine. The, the dinner tasted good. What anyway. A, what, about, what about mum? Mum, I think she she's a bit. Oh, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. No. But, like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, eat this. This tastes great. And I'll make this, like, really great meal out of something. And um, she will just turn her nose up at it and won't even, like, look at it. And, oh, it's just, give it a go. It's not bad. Like, it's good. And, yeah, I don't know. That annoys me. But Did she end up giving uh, it a go or no? Nah, she never will. <laughs> Interesting, <then> she... <laughs> especially growing up on a farm. They, you'd probably think they'd be a bit more, I guess, not not say open to the hunting aspect, but you know the food, and I guess it's part of their you know business model. I guess, but you know, being mm. on the land as well, having a bit of a, a farm in olives as well, and yeah, I just thought they might have been a bit more accepting. You know, my parents aren't too bad. I mean, they're not really big on the gun thing. I don't think, but when I get deer, mum's like, "Oh, send some up." But I think that she's mm. more just says that for fun than actually me actually sending deer to her, like in Queensland, oh, yeah. when you know I'm in New South Wales. So, oh yes. <laughs> but what about that? Getting onto that, I think that's a a good aspect as well. What about when you? How did you go with when you first skinning and that? I noticed when you know first did rabbits. That was interesting. Smaller animals. They're a lot different. I know when I got my you know, first goat, it was definitely a lot more full on because, you know, the, obviously the animal's bigger, the gut system and all that is a lot bigger as well. It can be quite daunting. So how did you go with that? And also, do you enjoy eating the meat? Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Um, so I started off when I was doing all the spotlighting and stuff with the rabbits and whatever. And well, that's just, you know, that's easy. It takes like two minutes, no, two seconds, not even two minutes. Um, that's easy. That's fine. Um, then I would go out, um, then the next thing I got was a goat. And so my mate Zach helped me out the first few times, but he kind of just would explain things and then he would be real, I think he was excited and he would just end up doing it. So I think that happens all the time. That happens all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of didn't really learn too much there. And then, well, The first time I did it all by myself, um, kind of treated the goat a bit like a rabbit, I guess. Um, So, I don't know. It went all right. I just had my arms like inside of it and it was warm and gross, but it was fine. (laughs) Then all this pee just went all over my face. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. What? Explain that. I don't know how it happened. Oh, I pulled, I pulled the intestine or the bladder or something too hard, and it just went 
all over me. <laughs> I was oh like, oh, gross. <laughs> and it was like 45 <laughs> degrees and I was out there for a few more days. <laughs> uh, did you have some baby wipes, the you know, shower in a yeah. bag? Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know. that, that is the best tip someone has ever given me going on a trip, baby wipes. If you don't, Absolutely. If people don't know about that, buy a box of baby wipes, the shower in a bag, cleans everything, <laughs> everything I'll say that, and you can be clean when you're out in the bush. So what about uh, when you take them home, obviously the meat, what what things do you make with it as well? So like well, uh, with the goat, what, what's your favorite sort of go-to recipe, so to speak? Well, so um, I've mainly shot billies, and I don't really want to eat a billy, but um, I have been shooting more nannies lately, so I can eat them. And I'm pretty pathetic. Like, I can't eat chili. So, oh, no, um, I love chili. Oh, yeah. I feel really annoyed that I can't eat it because – You do get like- used to it. People <laughs> say to me, you do get used to it, I find, because I sometimes I like Indian meals. I do like curries and that. And I remember I had one of these curries this one shot probably a month, two months ago, and I've been eating it sort of, you know, once a week regularly. And now I'm like, nah, this is not really hot anymore. So you do get used to it. And then it becomes so addictive – you pretty much can't eat anything that hasn't got like, you know, chili sriracha, chili sauce or chili flakes or it just becomes so addictive. It's sort of like food is bland without it. Oh, I can't even have sweet chili sauce. <laughs> oh, God, no. You're like yeah. my dad. He eats barbecue <laughs> chips and he's freaking out, swearing because he gets way too hot. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I feel sick. I'm going to throw up and you feel Sweet chili. The but then again, some sweet yeah. chili, some of the Asian sweet chilies, I've got to admit they – do have a bit of kick to them, some of them, compared to like the oh. the Woolworths version of sweet chili yeah, sauce. Yeah, so I'm talking about the home brand one. <laughs> oh, God. But um, no, well, I did – I decided that I was going to make a curry. Like, a, well, I made a lamb korma or whatever, and um, oh, I just put like loads and loads and loads of coconut milk in it. I've, and because I haven't ever had chili or well, can't eat it, I had never had curry before, so um, – this was only this year too. Anyway, um, so I made this curry and um, I ate it. It was spicy, but it wasn't like I'm going to die spicy. So that was okay. And it tasted pretty good and my dad said it was pretty good and some of my friends who who aren't against hunting or anything. I just don't they, tell them it's, it's these meats. I just, you know. Just la- I don't I- want to waste my trophies on people who wouldn't appreciate it. But. You can at least when they eat it, you can say to them afterwards, oh, by the way, did you know you just ate goat? And they're like, oh, my God, you know, and they freak out. That's the best part. That's the oh, best yes, part. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> now, Catherine, if in South Australia uh, public land hunting opened up for, for yourself to and other shooters to go hunting on public land, like in Victoria, New South Wales, et cetera, would that be something you'd be interested in taking a part of, I think, to open up more land to, to hunters? Absolutely. It's like – Feral animals everywhere and, like, the government complains about how, you know, they're overpopulated and whatnot. But, um, you know, like, there's a solution. You just let us hunt there and then, you know, the population of feral animals gets cut down. 
Would you like to advertise on one of the most tech-savvy mediums on the internet? Then why don't you advertise with us on the Australian Hunting Podcast? If you have a product or business that you would like to promote, then we would love to hear from you. Become one of our partner advertisers by calling Jason on 0425 881 967 or email australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. You'll listen to Australia's number one hunting, shooting and fishing podcast. What about, I don't think I asked you, you know you said you like hunting certain types of animals. What's your favourite? If you could pick one animal that's your favourite to hunt, what would it be? Um, well, what I have hunted um, successfully, like <laughs> getting an animal, it would be goats because there's, I mean, they, oh, they smell so bad. But um, I don't think that the, they're not massively hard to hunt, but it's hard because there's so many of them and they all are like, you know, if one sees you, then they all see you and then your chances are just gone. But um, no, that's pretty good. Gets adrenaline going. I hunted um, deer in uh, Grampians once and I was following these signs and I even found steaming pee. And I'm like, where is this deer? I can't see it anywhere. And then suddenly <laughs> just I saw the bum of this deer just disappear into the bush. I'm like, well, there it was. Yeah. <laughs> that Gone. happened to me so many times. It's unbelievable. So many times. Oh. You know, like I'm walking and then I just see the ass end of fallow, the little white asses just sh- yeah. shaking and running off in my face. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there you go. Like- again, again, Bye. Yeah, and again. <laughs> <laughs> because it's interesting because sometimes I might, you know, go out for very early morning, five, six hours, and then we might, you know, I might park the car in a certain position. People laugh when I say park the car, but I'd normally go to a certain spot that I like, then I'll take it right around that area. And, you know, sometimes I might, you know, walk two kilometres, take me two, three, four hours. And then by the time I'm where I want to be, I'm like, well, all right, let's go meet the guys for lunch and go back to camp for an hour and then go back out again. Well, it's always on the way back I see them and they're always running off, always. So I'm just, it's just ridiculous. Well, at least you know that. Now you need to plan around it. (laughs) True. Have you ever had a chance to um, bow hunt foxes? I always find that quite interesting. I do see guys, you know, do some fox calling with their whistles or their electronic calls and bring in some foxes and and then shoot them with a bow. I thought, that's crazy, but interesting. Well, those... Okay, there's a story before my story I'm going to tell. When I was, um, I don't know, this was a few years ago now, um, I was walking along the property where I grew up and I just was looking for rabbits and then I just saw this rabbit just burst out of the olive grove and into the open paddock and it was was just running flat out. It ran right past me and I'm like, wow, that's weird. And then this rabbit was, um, not rabbit, sorry, fox was chasing it. And you know how they, they ran around in a big circle and it came back again. And then it started screaming as the fox was getting closer. And then this other fox jumped out and they got the rabbit. I was like, whoa, this happened right in front of me. That's amazing. And, oh, it's just incredible. Um, so there's, you know, foxes everywhere. And on my parents' property, um, 
where all the hairs eat the drupal line for the olive grove, which is, you know, pretty annoying. And the foxes, I don't know, they just, I've seen them just eating rabbits and hares and stuff. So there was one opportunity I had at a fox with a bow. I was about 10 metres away from him and he had no idea I was there and I kind of just didn't shoot him because I was just thinking about how they kept eating all the um, rabbits. So <laughs> yeah. I was a bit soft. <laughs> yeah. Would, you, ch- would you change that now or no? You'd still do the same thing no, again? No, I'd do the same thing because there's not – there wasn't any, um, you know, chickens or anything around, so they haven't been pestering that sort of thing. I guess there are native things around, but I haven't seen any foxes in my area eat them. So, yeah, I don't know. That, I guess that's a bad thing. I do. I feel bad about having this thought in my head because foxes are bad, but it's just, I don't know. I let him go. <laughs> yeah. How long have you, you said you obviously like bow hunting. How long have you owned your bow for? Um, I think I got my first bow when I was 19. Right. And this most recent one you've got now, the Bowtech, if I was correct? I got it uh, two years ago, same time I bought my car. All right. Cashed up mm-hmm. then. Cars, houses. Catherine's <laughs> cashed up by the sounds of it. At, well, I was. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Not now. No. <laughs> um, speaking about that, um, what about voting? Let's talk about this, just a quick one. I know you, you said you, we spoke about this before the show, so we're just going to touch on it just a little bit. But, um, you know, obviously firearms stray is a bit crazy on gun laws and a few bits and pieces. So um, do you, when you're voting, you know, I've had people vote for all different types of parties when they, when they speak to me on the show. But do you vote for us, anyone in particular? Well, my my dad taught me that I should always vote for liberal, and then um, oh, no, I just he's a farmer. No. didn't know what to do. So now I'm just like hunters and fishers. <laughs> I'm like done. <laughs> just put it down, tick the box, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> hunters and fishers. <laughs> Probably the best way to be. Um, what do you think? What can hunters and shooters and fishers, or I guess, do? What can we do to protect our sport? Obviously, it's under attack. We see a lot of things. I know you're friends with Zach, and you know the media often twists what we do. You know, we're doing the good thing by, you know, I think, um, you know, like shooting cats for an example. That's a big thing, and people somehow think it's somebody's pet when, you know, these yeah. cats are out there. They actually, you know, affect our ecosystem quite significantly, especially our native animals. Um, what, what can we do to protect our sport? You know, protect our bow hunting because we know. You know, people don't, some people, especially the anti-gunners I'm talking about, the anti-hunters as well, you know, oh, heaven forbid, you know, bows should be, you know, registered, bows should be, uh, you know, have a licensing system like a firearm, you know, so these are the things they're going to go after in future. So what can we do, do you think, to protect our sport? What what, what options do we have, do you think? Oh, so many. Um, well, I find that there's, like, um, society has gives you this impression that, like, guns and shooting and hunting is bad like before I got into it all like even just thinking about guns would I would feel guilty so um yeah it's just we need like guilty and scared like we need to change perceptions about that and it all starts from when we're kids like with Bambi you know the hunters made out to be really bad and it's killing Bambi's dad or mum or whoever it was and it's like Oh, and people apply human emotions to animals and, you know, they're not capable of feeling the same feelings that we are. 
So um, that, oh, that really annoys me. And then, yeah, so people are just kind of trained to think in that sort of way that hunting's bad and, um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's all right. Very interesting. Catherine, here on AHP, I actually haven't done this for a while, so you, you can be the first one for a little bit of time that I haven't done it for. So this is our five questions in under a minute. Do you think uh, you'll be able to take that challenge? Oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> all right, here we go in three, two, one, go. All right, best thing about being a hunter and shooter, what is it and why? You get to be out in nature and you don't have to worry about anyone else or anything else at the time anyway. You just feel really connected to the world. Yep, your favourite number one species of all time you'd either like to hunt or have hunted, what is it and why? I, I want to hunt deer, particularly rooster. I don't know, they're just really cool. <laughs> all right, favourite species you'd like to hunt outside Australia, what is it and why? Elk. Oh, I want an elk. They're so cool. That's why. <laughs> Yep. And if you could hunt anywhere in the world, which country would it be and why? Oh, it's a toss-up between New Zealand and Canada, I think. Yep. Favourite um, piece of hunting new equipment you own, what is it and why? Oh, my bow, obviously, because it's the thing that I hunt with. <laughs> nice. 55 seconds. She's done it. She's done it. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> For, be surprised. I think originally I had um, – Five questions in under five minutes, but that didn't work out so well because it was just way too long. But um, oh, yeah. so, so I changed it to uh, mm. five questions in under a minute. So tell us a story, Catherine, something that might stand out, you know, stand out in the minds of people listening to this show. They always like a story. So share a story with the people that uh, listen to my show. Oh, well, when I was 21, I had a very serious car accident. And um, they, oh, the doctors told my parents I was going to die. And, um, I didn't. <laughs> so. Thank God you're still here to, to you know, talk to me now. Otherwise, it's not, a, it's not a figment of my imagination that we're actually interviewing right now. So Yeah, that would be concerning. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I scored a brain injury out of it um, and I broke a bit off my back and I broke my pelvis. That's to learn how to walk again and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so that took me out for like a year um, and I had to – I don't know, it was just I'd go out into the bush and try and hobble around and it was just, you know, it's just good being out there and you know, rejuvenates you kind of thing and, yeah. Was so that was one of the hardest things hunt. though, like coming back from having, you know, quite a serious car accident to not being able to hunt? Was that tough for that certain amount of period, like, you know, stressful not being able to get out and a bit annoying? Nah, um, I'm a pretty positive person, so I kind of just saw it as, you know, well, here I am now, like, oh, I'm getting better and I, soon I'm going to be able to go do this. And so it was fine. I mean, I still limp around a bit and sometimes I'll sleep and I'll land on my bum and it, I just feel where it broke and it just, oh, I don't like that. But, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it is what it is. How are you feeling now? How's the, obviously, it's been a while now, but is the recovery, you're back to 100% or is there... Um, so they said that I would be at the best I was going to be, um, two years after my accident. And, um, I feel like I'm not what I was before, but I'm oh, not far off at all. It's pretty much just memory and concentration, really. Mm. It's not that bad. Well, I'm glad you're still here to be able to hunt and enjoy yourself. That's, uh, 
Hmm. That's a good thing, so. Thanks. Excellent. All right, anything to finish off you'd like to say? This is your chance to take the microphone, so to speak. You know, any advice for people? Any advice for female people that might want to get into hunting? Anything at all you can say? Oh, um, <laughs> there's too many things to say. Um, just, I guess, don't worry about what all the people who don't understand anything about hunting, what they all think. Just do what you want to do and do what makes you happy, I guess. <laughs> Excellent. Anything else you'd like to add to that or...? <laughs> No, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any any other questions I can think of before I finish off? I'm just thinking. Any? Oh, I'm not sure actually. I'm just. I think I pretty much asked you all the questions I've wanted to ask. Do you hope to? I guess to hunt for a long time to come. Will this be something you plan on doing for the rest of your life? Yeah. Well, at the moment, I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I do think that I'll be wanting to hunt you know, until I can't. So um, I think this is a hobby for the long term. Yeah. Do you have any other any, – anything mm-hmm. – what about outside of uh, hunting and shooting? Any other outdoor stuff? Do you like getting out in the bush? Is that something that you enjoy, like camping? I don't – see, I love the, the shooting experience um, mm-hmm. just as much as you know, going out with friends. I find, you know, when we hunt deer, often most of us, we go at it alone. Unless someone's new, we might take them with them because, you know, I scare deer off at the best of times. Um, yet I've got friends that walk with each other and they're always shooting deer. And I'm like, what are you guys doing that I'm not doing? Is it just luck or, but yeah, right place at the right time. But I've had some good luck recently. So, yeah. Um, what was, what was I it? forgot the question. <laughs> Did I even ask a question? I don't know. I went, sure. off on, I went <laughs> off on a tangent, which is just typical. No, I think me. you were asking me if I had um, yeah, a do hobby. You, yeah, and, and do you like going out as part of that experience, camping and that sort of thing? Is that oh, something yes. that interests you? So I am not somebody who likes just being inside because I, I grew up on a farm with loads of space and I wanted to get away from, like, everybody. So I just would hang out outside and do whatever. So um, – yeah, no, camping, camping's awesome. That, uh, I don't know, but when I'm out in the bush, I want to go hunting. That's just, I just want to do that because that just feels like the right thing to do when I'm out there. So yeah. that's that. And I guess, um, well, I've been making furniture as well. So that's pretty fun. That's outside, but it's not like the same as. What hunting. sort of furniture <laughs> have you been making? Ah, well, I've made a dinner table and uh, some other tables, and I made my bed, and it's got drawers. Wow, so, nice. Yep. Well, I do Very like cool. a bit oh. of woodworking. I've made my, you know, made a few things for myself, but nothing, nothing good, just like workbenches for the garage, okay. but <laughs> not like uh, beds and, yeah, at the level where probably you're at, but yeah, it's oh. still good. It's still good to make something anyway. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's fun. You feel like you've achieved something. Well, obviously you have. <laughs> you can see it, so it's good. <laughs> All right. Catherine Trevelyan joins me here on AHP as the Everyday Hunter to have a chat to me. Catherine, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. It's all right. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. 